Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Start it up. That is your Friday, also your weekend after last night's festivities and all the pluckers around town. Hope you had a good time. It was great to hold down the fort at the Oak Hill location. Great crowd of people. And uh, good old time. Good old time watching the NFL draft on both the NFL Network and ESPN. We had them both cranking up. We can take your thoughts on which coverage was better. And I'll say that the pluckers where I was at were pretty loud, so I really couldn't hear everything that was said. I'd have to kind of step outside every now and again to be able to hear you know, commentary and things of that nature. But uh, good time. Good to be back. Because last year I was in Vegas for the draft. So back among the people, Buck. Calling out the picks. We didn't do very well at Oak Hill out of 31 picks. I think we got eight or nine right, maybe. Yeah, it was rough. It was Kansas rough City looked nice. The weather was nice last night. That place was a jam. Wow. What a huge, huge uh, crowd at uh, Kansas City. And they were there all the way to the end to see their beloved Chiefs make the final pick of the first round of uh, – 20 and 23. It's a good start bringing out. Uh, oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Travis, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Kelsey and the guy yeah. from Modern Family. And yeah, that was. And that's the kind of stuff I really couldn't hear very well. It was just it was really loud um, there at the Pluckers at that point, uh, about seven o'clock. So good times. But uh, yeah, Kansas City put on a good show. And, um, you know, the. You know, here's the we got the first pick right. I think everybody got the first pick right. That was the gimme because everybody knew Bryce Young was going one. And then from then on, it was kind of a crapshoot. I know at our location. Will Anderson Jr. was selected as the second pick, and obviously he then went third um, because, you know, it's just we said all leading up last month or so, we know what's going to happen at one. We don't know much about anything else, and that really played out last night. There were a lot of surprises. What played out was common sense by the Texans. Yeah, well, and the Texans uh, took quarterback. There is some uh, thought in Houston that maybe the owner stepped in and said, look, we're not leaving here without taking a quarterback tonight, y'all. <laughs> we're not doing that. Uh, our fan base, and you know, you don't make picks for the fans, but at the same time, Texans had two top 15 picks a year ago. They've got two again this year. And Well, they've been paying ticket prices for yeah. the last two years watching Yeah. If we can't Jazz come back get fired. with y'all, we can't come back with Davis Love and Case Keenum as our, our quarterbacks next year. Let's just let's just get that done. Lamar Jackson's got a deal done. Uh, we're not trading for Trey Lance. You guys need to take a quarterback. And, and that may uh, have changed everything, too, you know, he, well, and with that, Lamar Jackson signing that contract. Well, I don't wonder, because there's a reason that got done yesterday, where were people making calls and Lamar getting some feelers ahead of this draft. Because I've said all along that you know, if you if you deal, do a deal with Lamar after last night, well, now you're talking about next year's first-round picks, right? You're not right. talking about this year's picks. You're talking about next year and the following when it's time to give up draft compensation if you want to trade for him. And, you know, obviously Baltimore on the clock a little bit there. we got to get this thing done because uh, they didn't want to lose. They were pretty clear about that the whole time. They had no intention of losing 
Lamar Jackson, but at the same mm-hmm. time, Lamar Jackson gave every signal that like, Lamar Jackson penned a letter to the fans saying goodbye. I mean, that's how far he was gone. And then they the pinned a check to him, <laughs> guaranteed, and he said, I'll take it. I'll take it. Nobody else is wanting to pay me that kind of money. Hey, if you're trying to figure out who the Cowboys pick was and what he's all about, we're going to go deep, deep dive on that coming up in our coach's corner. Also, uh, great stuff coming up this hour. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Colonel Craig Flowers Buck at the bottom of the hour because, uh, you know, the Kentucky Derby is a week from tomorrow. Yes, it is. We'll get the latest on your guy confidence game. Also, uh, Colonel's got some thoughts on the, uh, the, the Deion Sanders situation at Colorado. Uh, from a leadership perspective, how he's handling that. And uh, Colonel, very intimate with the, uh, the the S2 technology, that cognitive test that we became. So the raids the last couple of weeks, he's been around a lot of that kind of stuff. So we'll get his thoughts on all those things coming up. But right now, let's get to the headlines, the trending topics. As you launch your Friday morning, a lot of draft news. UBO, UBO Business Services brings it to you. Obviously, huge night in the National Football League. Huge day, as a matter of fact. Uh, with the Lamar Jackson news, which we'll get to. But first round of the draft, as expected at the top, Carolina takes Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, with the top overall selection. Then it was the Houston Texans on the clock. What would they do? Well, they made a huge splash. They bucked any pre-draft uncertainty and selected the number two quarterback on most all boards, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Then immediately worked to trade with Arizona, who had the third pick, to acquire that selection. And there they took Alabama edge rusher Will Anderson Jr., who was the top player on Houston's defensive board. Indianapolis then grabbed Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson at four. That was it for the quarterbacks on day one. Kentucky QB Will Levis. You have to wait to hear his name called until tonight. Four picks later from that Indianapolis selection, the Atlanta Falcons were on the clock. With the eighth pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select B. John Robinson, running back, Texas. Yeah, there it was at eight for B. John Robinson. Philadelphia followed that pick by selecting Georgia defensive end Jalen Carter, or defensive tackle. They also nabbed fellow Bulldog defensive lineman Nolan Smith near the end of the uh, round with pick 30. First ride receiver didn't come off the board until Seattle's pick at 20. They tabbed Ohio State's Jackson Smith and Jigba. That began a run on the wide receivers. TCU's Quentin Johnson went with the next pick to the uh, L.A. Chargers, followed by Zay Flowers of B.C. to Baltimore. Jordan Addison then went to the Minnesota Vikings. Pick 25, the Buffalo Bills traded in front of the Cowboys to nab the draft's top tight end in Dalton Kincaid from Utah. So at 26, the Cowboys shifted their attention to the interior of their defensive line. With the 26th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle, Michigan. We'll introduce you to Mozzie Smith coming up and hear from him. The uh, draft two and three will be tonight in Kansas City, rounds four through seven on Saturday. Main major story dropped just ahead of the first pick last night with Baltimore. And their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, put aside all the acrimony and came to an agreement on a new five-year extension. Uh, deal totals $260 million over five years, $185 million guaranteed. As we talked about, big day for Rodney Terry and the Longhorn basketball program. They get a, and score a huge win out of the portal with the commitment of transfer guard from Oral Roberts. Max Asmus, twice a conference player of the year at Oral Roberts, has averaged over 20 points per game each of the last three seasons. Also from the 40 Acres, Texas baseball series with TCU in Fort Worth has been pushed back a day because of severe weather threats in uh, Fort Worth tonight. Longhorns and Horned Frogs will now play Saturday evening in Fort Worth, then both Saturday or Monday, Sunday and Monday afternoons at London Lupton Stadium. One NBA playoff game last night. Boston Celtics advanced to the second round with a 128-120 win over Atlanta. In baseball, Garrett Cole and the Yankees took game with one of that four-game weekend series in Arlington with the Rangers 4-2. Astros had the night off. Round Rock lost to Albuquerque 8-3 at Dell Diamond. 
This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, here's a text that says, E, what do you think about Houston's picks? Well, look, I mean, if those those need to be foundational pieces to your team for the next 10 years. I mean, they really do. Then when you're picking two and three and you're giving up the capital you did to come back to three, I mean, those need to be not just good players but great players. And uh, I think Will Anderson Jr. has every pedigree to be that as a pass rusher in this league. And then, you know, the way D'Amico Ryans can use him, moving him around and uh, getting him in the backfield. We saw him do that quite a bit at Alabama over his career, wrecking games. And then, uh, you know, the question will be C.J. Stroud. I mean, uh, you know, if he if – he, the, the cognitive test is certainly a concern, but at the same time he's the best pure thrower in the draft. His ball placement is the best. I mean, his, his ability to, to put the ball where he needs to effortlessly is uh, really unmatched uh, over the last several years coming out. So, uh, you know, the Texans – I like what the film tells me about him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that he's playing against some of the best players in the, in the, in the country – and he's getting it done, and he's making throws at work. Well, and I had to talk to, talking to a lot of people at Pluckers last night. One thing that's, that's frustrating about this, and this is why I wanted to talk to Craig Flowers about this coming up, this cognitive test. People are talking, trying to act like this is some kind of IQ test, and he's a dumb player. This has nothing to do with IQ and intelligence and his, how smart he is. It's decision, it's, how, you, how yes, quick you make these decisions. It's complete pr- processing. As uh, you know, you know, one person described it's like the forty-yard dash for your brain, right? How fast do you process information, which is a vital piece of information for a quarterback. But you know, he didn't score very well on it. But we also had the owner of the uh, the system saying that, you know, kind of alluding to the fact that you know, it was late at night and he'd been going all day at the Senior Bowl and really wasn't into the test or whatever went on. But you're under duress in a football game yeah, too, and you know, Houston had him retest on that, right? They 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 they, they didn't draft him on an eighteen on that test. I promise you that. Uh, and they took him number two overall. Let's dive into your coach's corner. It's brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations, Tom McKay and his great crew. If you were out one of those pluckers last night watching the coverage, oh, all those TVs installed by Tom McKay and his team. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. All right, Buck, let's start with the Texans. Who is uh, Nick Casario uh, right after they made the back-to-back picks. What they hope are cornerstone players in their franchise moving forward, a quarterback and a pass rusher. Uh, here was Nick Casario talking about how the trade with Arizona came together. They made the decision on C.J. Stroud, but we knew that uh, D'Amico Ryans and the Texan staff coveted Will Anderson from Alabama as a pass rusher of the future. Here's how the deal went down with the Cardinals at pick three. Uh, on the trade compensation, so I'd say with the trade itself was actually consummated with about a minute and a half left on the clock. So it's us to Arizona, okay, we have a deal, us to the league, okay, we're doing a trade with Arizona, here are the terms, here are the parameters, they have to match it up, okay, you're good, you're on the clock, be ready to submit the pick. So there's a lot happening in a short period of time. So we were under five minutes, and then we were really under two minutes, so we had to get the pick ready to submit um, on a computer. So as soon as we were on the clock, it was ready to go get the player on the phone. So, you know, we had dueling phones working there for a little bit. So, um, come on, man. I'd say we probably it's like, it's like my favorite movie draft day, Buck. This is Sonny, uh, Sonny Weaver wheeling and dealing three phones in his hand, making trades, making picks. You get two and three, uh, Texans, um, say you know. you're happy. Well, look, I, I they gotta be, they gotta be real good players. And I think CJ Stroud has a chance. And I, I really believe Will Anderson's going to be a great defensive player. Uh, but they had to come out of this draft with a quarterback. And uh, if you roll the dice and take Will Anderson at two and then 
you know. You Once again, can, they can now say we got the quarterback that we wanted. But who cares? Yeah. Well, that was a guy that was projected to go number one for you well, know a long time. That's what I mean. That's why to me it was just it didn't it made sense. You're either going to take that guy or you're going to take that guy. You want to be safe? Take the first guy or you take the second guy. Well, look, I mean, to get him, they had to give up their 12th pick, which, you know, in big picture, they really just swapped 12 and 3 right. with Arizona. And then they gave up pick 33, which was an early pick in the second round. Valuable pick, without a doubt. They also gave up a first-round pick next year. They had two by virtue of the Deshaun Watson trade. So it was one of their two first-round picks next year. Houston still owns their own uh, next year, or one of those picks. Then they also gave up a third-round pick next year in 2024. They also acquired a third-round pick from Arizona this year to make up for the third for next year. Yeah, that's the group that's shaking in their boots is Arizona. Boy, I hope Kyler Murray is working out and getting that leg ready to go. They're taking tackles and hoping that that guy comes back and is ready to play and then playing games in the dark with Ty. Is he tall enough to throw over that guy? That guy's huge. That guy's <laughs> arms are long. That guy's arms are so he's long. He's going to have to do some jump passes to get that thing over him. Wow. Did you see him stroll out there? Yeah. His arms are so long. And his hands are so big. Man. All right. Uh, on the Cowboys side, uh, this one came later in the night. You had to wait through the rounds. But uh, the pick was, we heard it in the headlines, Maisie Smith. Can we hear Micah Parsons? Now, this is interesting. Maybe the most exciting Excited player or person when they drafted Maisie Smith outside of Maisie's mom was Micah Parsons. Micah was doing some draft coverage for the Bleacher Report, and apparently he had texted Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, earlier in the day and said he wanted Maisie Smith. That's who he wanted. And uh, let's hear Dan. Let's hear Micah's re- reaction when the pick was in. The Dallas Cowboys select Mozzie Smith. Let's go, man! Let's go, Dan. New, yo. Yo, look at the text, man. I told you Dan wouldn't let me down, man. Dan wouldn't let me down. Read, read the text. What does it say? You want me to read it? All right, there's Micah Parsons. He showed him the text where he said, Dan, take take the kid from Michigan. Maisie Smith. Uh, can we hear from Jerry Jones uh, afterwards saying that, uh, hey, this guy was like 13 or 14 on our draft board. Um, people think we reached. We had him as a t- as a first round grade, without a doubt, a defensive tackle, uh, at, ultra strong and athletic. Uh, here's Jerry Jones. This is late night, by the way. This is a, this is a late night for Jerry. I mean, it's pushing pushing eleven o'clock here in uh, at the Star Complex in Dallas. But here's Jerry Jones. Well, I didn't give you the draft pool, <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was uh, he was not that high. Yeah. It's thirteen or fourteen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Man, who gives it? <laughs> really, really, we got it. We got it. <laughs> Is it so funny that, like, as they, as Jerry gets older and more and more slurry with his speech, it's his son Stephen that has to step. He almost has to la- make sure he laughs at his dad's jokes. That's his job. Yeah. Real loud. Oh, Dad, that's so funny, man. Nobody else else laughs. You better be laughing. Punching his arm. (laughs) Too good, man. So there's Jerry Jones. They're happy. Will McClay was sitting next to him. He's their their director of the draft and director of scouting. And uh, then can we hear how this went? This is when Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, and Dan Quinn lobbed a phone call to uh, Maisie Smith to let him know right before he was picked that he's coming coming to Dallas. Yes, sir, this is Miles. The Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're making it happen. Mozzie, I'm telling you, it's our thrill to uh, be able to call you. This is Jerry Jones. 
And yes, uh, I'll tell you, we just turned your card in. We're drafting you for Thank you. Uh, be our oh, yeah. big part of our defense. And uh, But yes, I want sir. the coach to say to you, everybody's wanting to say hello to you, but congratulations yes, on your uh, career and for working as hard as you have to get there. And, yes, uh, but, uh, boy, we're excited about having you come in here. We're excited about the team, but the defense you're playing on as well. Yes, sir. But Thank here's you your so head much. coach. Here's your head coach, Mike McCarthy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Mozzie, how you doing? You having some fun? Uh, yeah, I'm great. Yeah, I'm great. I'm doing great. Where are you right now? Are you home with your family? or? Yeah, just with my mom. Me and my mom. Want to have a burger? That's awesome. Hey, congratulations. Enjoy this time with you. Obviously, we'll get to work when you get here. But now listen to this when Dan Quinn gets on the air and how much how quickly he perks up it with Dan Quinn. Your visit here, so you're you're at a great place, young man. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, Mozzie, enjoy yourself. Hey, I'm going to pass you over to Dan Quinn, our defensive coordinator, okay? All right, bet. Mozzie, this is Coach DQ. Yes, sir. What up, what up, big dog? What's up, man? How about this, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. crazy. Dude. Yeah, well, you did it, bro. We can't wait to get you here, man. We, uh, we yes, can't sir. wait to get rocking with you. Yes, sir. Yes, All right. Sir. Uh, I'll give you back uh, the call, and uh, the guys will get you rocking to get going. Yeah, All right, thanks. congrats, man. All right, there it is. Dan yeah, Quinn, Mike McCarthy, and Jerry Jones welcoming Mozzie Smith to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, one more quick piece of sound bucket, and it's Mozzie Smith talking to the Cowboys draft coverage last night. They called him and uh, got his thoughts on coming to Dallas to play alongside Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and this uh, – uh, really top-end Cowboys defense. What was your interaction with the Cowboys throughout the process, and when did you think, if you ever did, that this could be a reality? I uh, spent some good time with them uh, during the, the combine. You know, we had a formal, and, um, you know, caught the vibes and, you know, talked to uh, talked to everybody, and got to meet everybody, and, you know, left feeling good, you know, and, and kind of didn't talk to them as much until – you know, we uh we got on and I came on a on a private visit, a private thirty visit. Yeah. And uh and uh then got in the facility, got to meet everybody, got to meet Mr. Jones, got to meet Coach Quinn, Coach uh, McCarthy, got to meet Coach D A everybody and um just get a good vibe and they got a good feel for me and you know, a lot of smiles, a lot of laughs, just felt good, you know, talked about being great, you know, and, and what it's gonna take, you know. All right, there's Mozzie, Kyle Yeomans. All right, there we go. A little, little sound from the newest Dallas Cowboy. The only thing I could think of is the last time they took a guy from Michigan in that defensive line. You're going yeah. way back with Taco. I still, that guy, Taco, was hanging around for like 12 years. That wasn't that long ago. That was, that was like, like seven, six, seven years ago. That's still within the last I mean, 10 I mean, years. Okay, but you, that's the one first-round pick the Cowboys have missed on probably in the last 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think you're batting eight or eight or nine out of ten in first round picks in the last decade. I think that's pretty good. But yes, the fact that he played at Michigan. But this is also a different. He played for Brady Hoke. That's how long ago. Wow, this pick that's was. right. It was Brady Hoke. Yeah. Uh, but let me say this about Mozzie, Right. I mean, uh, if we, I remember reading this on air when it came out last uh, summer. You know, every year the the great college football writer Bruce Feldman writes and compiles his list of college football's biggest freaks. Right, coming into the season. The most athletic players, and uh, it's a really cool piece that usually comes out in July or August and gets you really fired up for college football. And Bruce does a real deep dive talking to coaches and um, SIDs and, and who are the freakiest. Well, Mozzie Smith was the number one freak of the 50 that he, he, he compiled, and he wrote this about him back in the summer. Well, um, 
He said his former teammate Aiden Hutchinson was almost our top guy in 2021, but this year a Wolverine is the number one freak in college football. 6'3", 337-pound senior, has rare power and agility, so rare, in fact, that it's hard to find the right superlatives to begin with. Let's start with this. Smith does 22 reps on the bench press, but that's with 325, not 225. And his closed grip bench is 550, vertical jump 33 inches, broad jump 9'4". Uh, so the combination of raw strength, Buck, and then quickness is what I think the Cowboys like here. In the defensive assignment in Michigan, he was really there to be a one technique and hold up the point, right, and keep the linebackers fresh and free, and he was so strong to do that. They believe, because I, I heard that whole interview that we cut short right there with the the, the broadcast crew, and Mazie went, Mazi went on to say that he... You know, in talking to Dan Quinn, my, and they really have an idea of him. Yes, he can hold up the point and play the one tech, but he can also. They want him to be more of an aggressive. You know, shoot the gaps, get in the backfield. The field guy a little bit. And when you're worried about Demarcus Lawrence on one side, and you're worried about, uh, um, you know, Micah Parsons obviously, and what they can do with you on the defensive line, uh, that's a pretty good get for the Dallas Cowboys. They needed that. And Ty, you know, the run defense at times has been uh, leaky for the Cowboys. This guy is as strong as any defensive tackle in this draft. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys were ranked 22nd in the NFL last year, giving up 125-plus yards. Um, that, I saw that as the biggest weakness going into the draft in the offseason. They re-signed Jonathan Hankins, who they traded for from the Raiders last year, and they have uh, Quentin Bohanna um, still there. So they have three defensive tackles that are all listed above 320 pounds. So When you put him next to a, an Oseo Digazua, uh, a little more of a quick twitch, three-technique defensive lineman, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, that's a pretty good defensive line. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Not so, to mention Sam Williams, the second-round pick last year, who kind of right. came into his own towards the yeah, end the of the edge season. At yeah, the edge at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're they're stockpiling defense. And, I, you know, the fact that the Cowboys did address, you know, receiver with the trade of Brandon Cooks. They, they you know, fran- franchise tag Tony Pollard. I mean, I do expect the Cowboys to be active today with picks two and three and trying to find a running back. Uh, and, and more offensive weaponry. But I think they they did exactly what we talked about. Stick to your board. Take the best player on your board. If Jerry Jones is truthful, they had they had him with the, as the 13th or 14th top player on their board, and they got him a pick 26 at a need position. I don't know that you can uh, be too too upset about that. Yeah, you need some security for your linebacker, too, and that's why I said overshown maybe in the third round. Yeah. You know, yeah. tall guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to be surprised if they don't go offense with the next two picks. I mean, interior offensive line and maybe a – Tight end slash receiver at some point here because they have two picks today, and then they'll have the, the they have quite a few picks into the weekend for rounds four through seven. But that's the Cowboys, and I will say this again that the Buffalo Bills general manager, in his press conference, did at least confirm some speculation that he thought, and a lot of people around the league thought the Cowboys were going to take Dalton Kincaid at tight end if they didn't jump in front of them. Because remember, the Bills were one pick behind Dallas, and right before the you know the the Jacksonville Jaguars traded back with Buffalo. So Buffalo could come up and take Dalton Kincaid, the number one tight end on the on the draft board. He's going to be a problem there. Yeah, with Josh Allen. Now they do have uh, Dawson Knox in Buffalo, but this guy's a more athletic. I mean, the, the Bills see him as kind of their version of Travis. He'll Kelsey. be their number two receiver. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're already dealing with Stephon Diggs and uh, Gabriel Davis, and now you got this guy. I mean, they they kind of see him as as Josh Allen's Todd Kelsey or Travis Kelsey potentially. As just a really a matchup problem at the tight with, end position, with as much as they use the quarterback power and having two tight ends out there too. Yeah, I mean, you can run the twenty-one personnel for sure. Somebody mentioned the pick of Tristan Hill, not a good one for the Cowboys. But remember, Tristan Hill was a second-round pick. That was the year the Cowboys didn't own a first-round pick. Uh, we'll run through the Cowboys' first-rounders. They've done really well. Taco, not a good pick. 
Not no. a good pick. But most of their first-rounders have been since then, and we'll see. Mozzie Smith does come with a real good pedigree at a really good program at Michigan. Texans go 3-2-3. and two and three. Did they get a couple of cornerstone franchise-building type players? We'll talk about it with you. Also, our man Craig Flowers will jump in with some thoughts. Also get to your hot-or-not topics. David Pierce, remember, will join the show in the, our next hour, talking Texas baseball on a loaded Friday. History will be made this spring as two of the hottest shows in professional wrestling, AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage, make their Austin debut. AEW's roster of world-class talent will appear live at Moody Center, and the Horn has your tickets. Register now on the contest page at hornfm.com to win a pair of tickets to AEW Presents Dynamite Rampage, Wednesday, May 17th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Win tickets now at hornfm.com. Callahan's General Store, folks. It's Callahan's 45 years now. Uh, since the late 70s, they've been a fixture right there between downtown and the airport. Used to be out on what they called the old Bastrop Highway, and that's still their mailing address. But we know it now more affectionately as 183. Then it's all, all the construction is done through there, so it's so easy to get in and out of Callahan's these days uh, and make it a Callahan's day this weekend. You know you're going to want to get your yards going, all this uh, you know weather changes and rain and fronts. That's the, the April showers that bring the May flowers, as Buck always says, and their garden section at Callahan's is massive. Uh, they've got everything you need for your yard, uh, the gardens, the, um, the the flowers, the trees, whatever you need to, to make that yard look spectacular. They can do it and not just uh, have the products that you need, conventional and organic fertilizers and uh, all the feeds that you're going to need. Uh, they've got the experts to help you with it, right? The folks who know how to do this, how it's going to work in your yard, how much you need to apply, when to apply it, how to do it right so you don't uh, waste your money and then do it improperly. Uh, they're going to guide you there. That's what separates Callahan's from anyone else, I promise. The people. They're all Central Texans. They've all worked at Callahan's for a long, long time. They know their stuff. They're going help you uh, whatever you know, area you're in the garden section the feed section over there in the western wear or housewares or uh, hardware section always great people separating them from anyone else i promise you it's callahan's general store still here after all these years and still family owned and locally operated on 501 bastrop highway between downtown and the airport online at callahansgeneralstore.com always a good day to make it a callahan's day It's Bucky and Aaron. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A lot of big conversations, Cowboys and Mozzie Smith. Texans go two and three. Did they give up too much to do it? Feels like uh, they needed a quarterback. Maybe Nick Casario wanted uh, QB1. D'Amico Ryans, the new head coach, wanted uh, Will Anderson, and they got them both, (laughs) which uh, did cost them a number one pick next year. It is now official, Buck. The pick that the Texans gave uh, to Arizona uh, of next year's number ones was their own, uh, not the Cleveland pick. So they still own Cleveland's pick next year. Um, so they'll still have a number one. They'll have a one. Um, but but the question was, was it going to be Cleveland's that they own from the Deshaun Watson trade or their own? It's their own uh, that they sent to Arizona. So, look, Arizona's the team that's loading up to be in, in the prime spot next year in the draft. 
because they're not going to be very good this year. Kyler Murray is going to be hurt and may not play this year at quarterback. So they have a new coach and general manager. They took the left tackle out of Ohio State. After trading back to 12 with Houston, they came up to 6 with Detroit and took the Ohio State left tackle at 6. Uh, but, you know, Arizona's that team that's now stockpiling picks. And, you know, there are those questioning Houston for giving up that much to come up and get a pass rusher instead of standing, uh, sticking and staying and, and just drafting good players to continue to build your roster. You know, pretty clear D'Amico Ryan's coveted the uh, uh the Got Alabama. the word from Nick. Yeah. Uh, Nick Saban. And, you know, now D'Amico Ryan's did not play for Nick Saban. Nick Saban came in right behind him as he was coming into the NFL and was NFL's all-rookie. He's got access to all the film. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if Nick Saban... If you need some intel on an Alabama player, I'm sure D'Amico Ryans has uh, pretty good access to it uh, with his ties to that program. So that's how the Texans go. We'll take your thoughts on it. And uh, part of the uh, the big debate on C.J. Stroud in the final week of the, of the before the draft was the, the S2 cognitive test and did he do poorly on it and what does that mean for a quarterback. I wanted to get to the Vaqueros hotline and talk to our friend Colonel Flowers. Craig Flowers, I should say, Craig Flowers, Colonel Retired. From the high ground, who uh, you hear every Saturday morning, uh, he is retired. He's no longer a colonel because he's owner. no longer in the middle. In the uh, thoroughbred owner, yeah, he's a thoroughbred developer and owner. Craig yes. Flowers, what's up? What's up there, uh, Flowey? Horseman, horseman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We are. We're all into the horse business now. <laughs> the only ones that lose money in the horses are horse owners and friends of horse owners. <laughs> that's right. So, um, hey, Colonel, yeah, the, or but, retired yeah. Colonel. Let me ask you about these cognitive tests because I know when, you know you're a Highly trained in human intelligence, and you've been around that realm of yeah. you know, testing for cognitive and you know, you know those kind of things. What is your read on on how those can be effective and how they can be misleading at times? Well, they can be very misleading at times, and can uh, prevent some organizations from from choosing what would have been ideal an ideal fit. Um, you know, an optimal optimal performer. Uh, they are useful at some level, but you know I was interested in this, and I don't, I haven't taken that test. I haven't seen any examples. We're familiar with the Wonderlick and some of the anecdotes of scores of the Wonderlick, but the um, you know the Players Association. When I got out of the Army in 2012 and came to Austin, we were working with a company called Aptus Discovery, and we had created a ten. Um, exercise, interactive experience on uh, an iPad where we were measuring in fractions of a second, not what a player knew, but how they learned. So what we know about teaching and coaching is that we deliver instructions and information in three different arenas, and everyone learns uniquely across those three arenas. We deliver instructions and information in the classroom, uh, classroom instruction, uh, hands-on, walk-through learners, uh, and then individual study. Here's your playbook and go, you know, learn your playbook. And we actually did this uh, on, I forget, uh, was it Horn, what's the name of the Longhorn Network, live. We read the scores because we gave them to Vince Young. We gave our assessment to Vince Young, Ricky Williams, um, and David Thomas. And we had their results. And you know, coach can confirm this, you know, Ricky learned very uh, uniquely. And you were, if you were in a classroom with Ricky, you were wasting his time um, because he, 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 that's not how he processed in, instructions and information. He was a walkthrough learner. Mm -hmm. um, and it, so there were, I've worked with coaches in the SEC, for example, 
who have who are very good at delivering instructions and information in the classroom, but they 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 are not as good out on the field. Well, if you've got a bunch of walkthrough learners, hands-on learners, and you're putting them in the classroom just because that coach teaches best in the classroom, boy, you're in for a mess. You're going to have a soup sandwich. <laughs> and then he goes out and, and, and mother frogs them when they don't get it. Well, that's not how they learn. I mean, Ty Detmer and Brett Farr, for example, there's a great video on YouTube. You know, Ty Detmer had to see it written down. I know Ty. Uh, he had to see it written down on a, class, on a whiteboard or film study, and, and then he could go execute it like no other perfectly. Brett Favre was in there thinking about comic books uh, in the classroom. He, he had to get out on the field and actually see the angles and, and hear the sights and sounds. And so, uh, you know, two very good quarterbacks, but different learners. Uh, they processed. So when you give them a test, and this is what I found interesting, is because we were banging our heads against the, the, the NFL offices, and we spent a lot of time up at the NFL offices going, here is a way to learn how your players process information. And, and they got really skittish, the NFL did, about testing players even further. And now I hear you know, about the S2 test, and it's a cognitive with, where you get a score and you're judged on that score. And I, I, I think there are – I don't think it's going to be long for this world. Um, I know the, the company would love to grow this thing and, and become the you know, fabric of part of the assessment selection process. But I think there, it creates some serious blind spots, and all it does is it just creates more, more misses, in my opinion. It, it may reveal some high, some very you know, extremes on both ends, which is good to know, I guess. Even on the Wonderlick does that. But really, it's, it's up to coaches to know their players, and that gets us into the next subject you're going to ask me about, to know their players so that the coaches can adapt to how their players both learn and coach – God Bolt knows that better than anybody, um, you know, in, in, in Austin. I'll say this, Colonel. The, the, the thing that helped me more than anything in coaching was, and I know people will say, well, maybe that, that it should be that way. I was a minor in special, special, special education at Boston College, so I worked with special needs kids. It helped me throughout my, my college coaching because I had to pay more attention to because the way the guys learned. I'm not saying every every player is a special needs yeah. player and they're not smart or they can't do they can't function properly. It's just the different ways that to to do the best job I could do being with special needs kids had helped me throughout coaching college football players themselves about the way they learned. And it wasn't more for them, it was more for me and how how I could send out the message to them. So two players come to mind. Uh, two players that I think of Speedy Noyle who was arguably the best athlete uh, when he came out of Louisiana, and uh, Armani Watts. Now, Armani Watts is interesting because your uh, defensive backs coach right there at the 40 Acres was Armani Watts' coach at A&M. And when I sat down uh, with TJ and said, here's how Armani learns, and you know, the coach just put his you know, hand on his head and said, oh, man, I've been I've – been banging his head in the classroom, and this is a mm. walkthrough learner. And so that coach immediately made an adjustment because he's a great coach. He's a humble guy, um, your defensive backs coach there at, at Texas. And actually, he's actually a baseball guy. And he, uh, he made an adjustment right away. And I would go to – he would say, okay, Armani, you're going to 
you're going to spend, you know, 15 minutes here in the film study and classroom, and then we're going to get you out. And he'd send out two or three other players with him just so he didn't feel isolated. And they would start doing walkthrough stuff because we were able to empower him with information about how Armani learned. Same thing with Speedy Noyle. Uh, they, they were, you know, trying to get him in the classroom, and Speedy was like, hey, can we just get out on the field and show me how this works? Yeah. Um, so, but Ty Detmer needed to see it in the classroom. Yeah, everyone's different. I like that. And obviously, these, we'll see where this has two test goes. And obviously, everybody will watch C.J. Stroud now. Now with the Houston Texans as the second pick behind Bryce Young. Hey, Colonel, real quick, you also kind of foreshadowed. I wanted to ask you about the Deion Sanders conversation we've been having the last couple of days uh, with your your leadership training and uh, hearing of you know Deion and the coaches really just cutting players there and never really getting to know anybody on that roster. Uh, what do you think the uh, the long term, you know, second and third level effects of this might be for him? Well, I hope the contract up there is long enough for him to uh, learn from mistakes that he's going to make early, which everyone is, and that they'll do an after a- he'll do an after action review and realize that hey, here's what we did really well, but here's where I made some mistakes, I- and hopefully he's humble enough to say I, I made a mistake not coming in getting to know these players because you, you and I talked about this yesterday. you got to know your players, then care for them, not coddle. Then you can challenge them. But most organizations uh, challenge out of the gate because I'm in a position of authority. I tell you what to do, you do it or else. I'm going to act like I care for you by asking you how your day is during stretches at practice, and then I'm going to pretend to know you at the annual Christmas party. But you got a no-care challenge in that order. What Dion is doing reminds me of the great turnaround specialist who is no longer on earth is Al Dunlap. Uh, Al Dunlap out of Hoboken, New Jersey, who in the 80s would go around and go into these big corporations and just cut and slash. His nickname was Chainsaw Al. So what you've got, you got Chainsaw Dion up there right now in Colorado, we're about to find out here um, if it's if it's going to work. Yeah, he's going to go to the art sale and try to get some um, talent and value uh, and stack a roster. But uh, how much, how well is he going to know those guys? Have time to care for them and then challenge them. Um, I see I see chaos more in the in the next twelve months. But I, I, if he's humble enough to learn from uh, early mistakes and then and double down on the things that, that worked well in the first year. I don't know how long his contract is up there, but um, hopefully uh, um, five years. He's got, a couple, he's, also he's got five years. So, you know, as, as we say in radio, we'll see. Yeah, really. <laughs> and it truly is, Colonel. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. They yeah, really don't. That's a cliche. That, that, that cliche, it sounds clever, and but it's true. And, you know, that, that young man who was committed to the Buffaloes and had a lineage there, I can't imagine that he knew that player. He knew his heart. He knew how he learned. He knew how he processed instructions and information. Uh, and, you know, he, he came in there and chainsaw Al Dunlap um, did it. And Dunlap wrote a book called Mean Business. And uh, when you read it, you're like, really? This is how you did it? Yeah. I mean, a, a great way to make a profit is to is to uh, immediately start cutting some expenses. I suspect that's what he's doing right now. But um, when you cut those expenses, you, you, you better have a, a product coming in there that can develop and produce. And uh, I suspect uh, those in the I, I know Sonny Dykes is just kind of probably grinning a little bit going, <laughs> looking forward to your arrival in Fort Worth, which is where I am. I'm I'm with Jeff Fry. Uh, spent the night here last night. Had dinner over at the brewery, and I asked Jeff this morning, "Did you have to take any cognitive tests 
as a major league baseball player? And he said, hell no. <laughs> uh, and that's said, pretty, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, baseball, baseball players know that, I mean, all you gotta do is watch one of the movies and you realize that players, uh, learn differently and react differently. And, and there's a great movie with Sandra Bullock who, you know, walks out on the field and tells the coach, do you even know him? <laughs> that's right. Uh, the blind side back in the day, Colonel, I know there'll be a lot on the uh, high ground tomorrow morning at, uh, 11 or 10 o'clock. Uh, which we're looking forward to. We'll learn more about Confidence Game. We're a week away from the Kentucky Derby, which we're excited about. A week from tomorrow will be the run for the Roses. And I know we're going to talk with uh, 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 Kirk Godby, the, the leader of that whole pack at my, Don't Tell My Wife Stables next week and uh, uh, really getting geared up for the, the run for the Roses next Saturday. Yeah, we're excited to talk about that. We're starting to get a little nervous. I'm going to have lunch with Kirk Godby here today and try to calm him down a little bit, make sure his amygdala does not get hijacked. <laughs> hey, it's money. We're, we're talking money. Win, lose, or draw. We're in this thing. Hey, we, hey if we come in fifth, we're talking money, Colonel. you got to be right. kidding me. Gate opens. <laughs> if the gate opens, we put a little check in our pocket. That's right. So he's he's going to have a good workout uh, tomorrow. And we'll know more tomorrow. He's uh, DeSormo's going to run him hard tomorrow. DeSormo lost his father, oh, uh, sadly, uh, about a week ago. And uh, um, it's about the same time, right around the day the confidence game turned three years old, uh, Keith's father passed away in, in Lafayette. And so um, it's going to be, it's, it, it's, we're going we're to be there fired up for our pony, but also sensitive that our trainer's been through a lot. All right, buddy. We'll check in uh, and be listening tomorrow morning on the high ground. Pre- appreciate it. Thank you, Colonel. You bet. You bet, gentlemen. All right, coming back, it's uh, Hot or Not with T.Y. Also, David Pierce joins us for a Friday visit, and we're talking all things NFL Draft Round 1. Bryce Young 1, Texans go 2-3, Cowboys take defense. Bijan to Atlanta. What's hot? And what's not? What's Hot, What's Not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. That's right, HowardFM.com, all the info you need on Bijan Robinson's draft night, drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. You can go to the website, got all the, the blog there at the top of the page with all the intel. Uh, headed to Atlanta at 8 overall. Also the Texans with a splash last night. We'll reset that in our headlines, top of the hour. Cowboys go defensive interior with their pick. Uh, also, hot or not, Buck, weather not so hot. As a matter of fact, the uh, the Longhorns and the TCU Horn Frogs just heard Craig Flowers from Fort Worth. They have moved their series uh, for this weekend from a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series to a Saturday, Sunday, Monday Big 12 Conference Series because of the threat of severe weather tonight. Apparently about dinner time tonight, six seven o'clock. But How hanging to, out there today? There's supposed to be a line of storms moving across the state of Texas, including Central Texas, that will bring potentially some severe weather. So be advised of that. So they just went ahead and moved that series to tomorrow night. That's true. They'll go up there later. They bust up anyway. Well, we'll talk to Coach Pierce. We're going to talk to David Pierce next hour at eight thirty. Yeah. He asked us yesterday if we could move to Friday, and uh, so now we'll speak to him. Much like usual, we'll talk to him the day ahead of Game 1. So we'll talk to Kate, Coach Pierce at 8.30. Uh, Ty Henderson is going to bring us through some hot or not topics we've missed halfway through this show. Ty, what was your favorite pick of last night? Do you have one? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I liked I liked what Houston did. Okay. After, after, I mean, we talked about it a lot. We I, I didn't really expect them to, to come back up to three um, and to get both the guys we kind of been talking about this entire time, I think, was was really smart. Did you feel like, Ty, that, that I mean, I, there wasn't any smokescreen about it. I mean, it just was a smart pick by them. Well, maybe I think they – C.J. Stroud. I mean, was he there 
They might have been leaking all that information about C.J. Stroud. I'm I'm thinking just to see how much if they could get any value for that pick and trade back. Because I mean, I I think they were the the plan was to always get that third trade with Arizona. But if they could get someone to trade in for C.J. Stroud, Mm -hmm. I think that was the the purpose of all that. Well, I just like the fact that if you didn't get one and two is available, you had to take two. I mean, because you know all year long they talked about how close that was, and I mean it just came down to this testing deal. All of a sudden, in the last two weeks, that that was I mean, all smoke, though. I mean, they would throw. I mean, trying to. Throw, I don't believe it was. By the way, you don't way. think so? No. You think they just I, look? I still there. Just your guy, Will Levis, fell out of the first round. Yeah, right? that that was my hot or not <laughs> topic for the day. Is is myself? I, I'm feeling pretty bad today after. I just think he was Levis just champion. a little too weird for the. I mean, there's he had some weird. Some some ticks or something going on. I mean, he's probably a nervous tick, but like, I, no, he's not a, that, he's that a weird dude. I mean, mean you don't one, need to get drafted in the first round. I mean, the thing with Will Levis is, you know, you, how often do you see like a, a muscle bound, ripped, weirdo quarterback? You know, it's just, <laughs> why, why is he weird though? He's really There's something about him is strange. I don't know if no, it's he's the just, mayonnaise, mustard, and, and coffee. According to a lot of the weird. reports, he came off kind of aloof and goofy in the interviews. I mean, do you see Bryce Young? I mean, you want a buttoned up, face of your franchise type of guy. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't mean Will Levis can't play. Teams are going to be coming after him tonight. There's already talked that Pittsburgh, with the first pick tonight, fielding phone calls Smart from teams move. that want to come take Will Levis. Who's Your Minnesota left. Vikings have been rumored to be interested in him. Yeah, for a developmental player. Because the Colts went Anthony Richardson at four. Did you have something for us, Ty, and hot or not? Uh, well, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Will Levis, really. But uh, I, 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 we haven't mentioned that part of the reason why he is, he's fallen as far as a potential toe injury that he sustained last year. Yeah. That he might need surgery on, so he might not even be available for this upcoming season. So I think that's we have his to, word. We have to is throw he, that his word there. is he's he's fine and ready to go. Some of the doctors' word is maybe we have surgery now and get this over with. Yeah. Well, there's there's reasons for sure. At the same time, Texans go C.J. Stroud, Falcons go Bijan, Cowboys go defense, and how about the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? They didn't get Bijan. But the Cowboys are going to be dealing with some Georgia Bulldogs on that Eagles defense Man. for the foreseeable future. We'll get you details on that coming up. Also, David Pierce, as we mentioned, at 830. It's a busy Friday. Be safe out there.